I'm a zombie! I've been bitten! You're listening to the Survival Podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast. Hello and welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, the busy zombie lord, Lou Page. How's it going, Lou? Zombies, zombies, zombies. Yes. That's yeah. what I have to say. Well, I mean, it's um, it's a fair assessment of what we're going to be talking about tonight. I mean, it's what we normally talk about. Um, it is it is kind of funny to think like this is a this is a zombies focused podcast where we talk about zombies, zombies, zombies. And um, we were not present last week. I was sick. You might still hear it a little bit in my voice. Uh, I am feeling a a lot better now. But um, previous to getting sick, I had my Extra Life game day. And we raised a bunch of money for Sick Kids Foundation in Toronto. Uh, And we are still taking donations till the end of the year. And we've talked about this on the show. There's a Zombies Ate My Podcast incentive where if you donate 25 bucks, you can pick one zombie movie for us to watch. 50 bucks gets you three zombie movie suggestions, and you can go to bit.ly slash Extra Life Ryan to donate. Still plenty of time. But uh, during game day, we had a couple donations come in that chose the Zamp incentive of 50 bucks, so three suggestions. Now, here's the thing, Lou. There were no instructions or actual suggestions of zombie films attached to these these donations. That doesn't mean we're not going to like use uh, their generosity to fuel our movie discussions. It probably means that you and I will get some uh, some um, uh, uh, you know Ryan and Lou choices. And I'm not going to yep. hog them all. I'm going to let Lou pick some here too. Um, but essentially, we we got a donation from Anonymous that chose for three suggestions and. We got a donation from my uh, sister-in-law, Jackie. Uh, she did not pick any zombie films, but she did write, uh, <laughs> which I thought was fitting, The Life of uh, Three Kids and Six Years of No Sleep, which, um, yeah, up every day at six o'clock. And uh, there's a bit of, oh, there's a window. Your, your kids your kids make it to six o'clock? Oh my God, I'm up, I'm up at five every day. Well, there you go. Both Lou and I are living that that life of zombie life uh, in, from from waking up to first cup of coffee. Sometimes second cup of coffee. Not going to lie. Sometimes it takes a few to get the engine to roll over. But uh, here we are. But you know what? It's all good fun. Um, so, you know, up to six movies that we will sprinkle in over the next year. Uh, but that being said... If you do want to donate, bit.ly slash Extra Life Ryan, and you can choose either the $25 or $50 incentive to suggest your favorite zombie film for us to watch. And last week, or last episode, we watched uh, Pontypool. So again, if we've already done the movie, as long as we didn't do it last week, it, I think it's fair game. We'll, we'll revisit uh, past yeah, titles. If, if, I would say, I would say, if, if, if we, because uh, we're going on 10 years here, uh, if we've covered it in the last two or three, we might skip it. But if not, I would definitely go back to other stuff that we've we've done before. That is fair. 
Well, Lou, um, before we jump into the news, though, do you have any zombie movie recommendations for the listeners for when they donate? Give them some ideas for when they hit that you donate know, button. You always try to surprise me with this. I don't. It's in the I, notes. It, it's not It's it, not a surprise. It is, because I don't look at the notes until about an hour before we record. <laughs> okay. So you usually surprise me, and I'm not prepared for this. Tonight, I'm prepared. I Perfect. have some stuff for you. We could always watch... Dead Alive by Peter Jackson, which I don't think you've ever actually watched all the way through. I know we've watched clips for the show, but I would love to see you watch that movie. And also, it's been a long time since I've seen it. Also, we also have, uh, I don't believe we've ever covered Fido in this movie, on this show. Oh, no, I don't think we have. So we we could also do Fido. Uh, There's also uh, Let Sleeping Corpses Lie about... uh, Two hippies that might be bringing back the dead and get exposed to radiation and cause pest control. Italian horror and it at its finest. Um, there's even even two movies that are in the same fashion as what we've watched tonight. There is the Taiwanese movie SARS Wars about a fourth generation SARS virus that that turns people into zombies. <laughs> and then there's also there's also uh, where is it? versus it's a japanese zombie movie with guys with katanas and running around in the woods blowing stuff up with guns and it's craziness it's like a live action anime with zombies wow okay you did come prepared yes i did sir uh so yeah a good chunk of films for us to look at uh we'll have to see where those are available but uh you know what chances of us watching some of those in the next year certainly possible uh, it's funny to think that we had not covered Fido on the show. I remember watching it. I think you might have watched it for a Ryan Goes to the Movie segment, but I don't think we covered it on the show. Yeah, I feel like I watched it before we did the show and we just we had talked about it because I, I remember watching it when I was in university, which was a couple of years before we started podcasting. And um, yeah, I remember I think I rented it, funny enough, from from Blockbuster. This was before the age of of Netflix and streaming services. So, um, yeah. So some great suggestions. Thank you so much, Lou. And for folks at home, if you think some of those suggestions should be bumped to the top of the list, you can go to bit.ly slash extra life, Ryan and donate and, uh, suggest one of those movies just in the little donate, uh, message box there and I'll see it and we'll include it on a future episode. And I should just say this, you know, some of the movies we pick are going to be hard to find or whatnot. But in this crazy world of streaming uh, and some of the, the the freer suggestions, like I don't know if Ryan has access to Tubi or uh, there's like three or four of them that I've, I, I have now because of Violet. And uh, I've come across some weird stuff or some stuff that I've been like, man, I haven't seen this in years. What oh, Netflix doesn't pick this up, but Tubi has it. Okay, I guess I'll watch it on Tubi. I think I do have access to Tubi. I think it's worldwide. Um, Is it, or at least North America for that matter? So, also Plex. Also, ha- uh, I have access to uh, Plex. Uh, my server I don't run anymore because it, it 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 my my desktop's fried. But uh, Plex also has a free streaming service that grabs free movies too, and sometimes you can find some stuff on there too. Yeah. Yeah. No, Plex does have a, a, like a free streaming service as well and ad supported. And, um, you know, and that's the reason we changed it to 
zombie movie discussion to zombie movie suggestion because sometimes we are going to have them these movies that aren't available for both of us even even to rent um it, it does not happen often it really only happened once which was the only reason we had to switch it and we do work really closely with the folks who donate if if we have to switch the the suggestion um but honestly you know if you if you want to donate and uh you don't include your 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 suggestions in in your donation or you just miss it you can always follow up email us uh send us a dm on or a message on twitter facebook um our discord and we have all those links on our website and we'll go over them at the end of the show as well and and we're we're definitely open to suggestions so let us know, and uh, yeah, it's uh, the donations will be open till the end of December, so about six more weeks. Sorry to put a countdown on 2022, but it is mid-November, so I think the sooner we prepare, the better. Um, but yeah, let's head into the news. The virus has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions, and is spreading rapidly. All right, Lou, um, it does feel like it's been a while since we've spoken. And I thought, Man, did we already talk about this? And I was like, no, uh, we haven't. There was a trailer for the Last of Us TV series, but no yeah, date. We talked about the trailer, but we didn't have a date. Yeah, now we have a date. So the premiere date is much sooner than you imagine. You just, you know, call back to that little countdown I did about a minute ago. Um, the Last of Us TV series will be premiering on January 15th, 2023. So not a long wait. Two months to be exact almost. So exact almost. <laughs> Sorry. Almost two months. Uh, Lou, now I know you and I have, have chatted about, um, you know, strategically subscribing to uh, HBO uh, or Crave or what have you, wherever you have to watch this content. Um, now, will you be checking it out right at launch or will you be waiting till the episodes stack up so you only have to subscribe for it one depends month. it depends i am currently a hbo max subscriber because we've been in the mood for doctor who and it's the only place to get doctor who till it shows up on disney next year um so i may actually have hbo when this begins still also when your kid is obsessed with scooby-doo the best place to find that is hbo right now so as long as violet still wants to watch scooby-doo we might be i might be stuck with hbo for a while yeah. Well, you know what? Um, there'll be 10 episodes uh, for the first season. I think they have two seasons planned, but the first season will be out starting January 15th. And uh, they'll have, it looks like they'll have 10 episodes, uh, one a week. So we'll be heading into March. And for sure, we'll talk about it here. I mean, if Lou has access to HBO Max, I will certainly jump in week one and we'll offer our thoughts on the premieres and such when we return from our holiday break. But yeah, great way to kick off 2023. I cannot wait to uh, check this one out. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've, we've talked about this show plenty of times, and I've always been very skeptical. Um, but what they've showed me has impressed me, and I, it looks like it's going to be different enough that we're going to get a similar story, but it might unfold a little differently, or it might be acted a little differently. So I, I think I'm a. I was worried we were going to get a a one for one remake of the game. And that was going to be really boring for me. And I think we're going to get something a little more interesting with this. I'm willing to give it a shot, but I'm not going to tell fans that I'm expecting to love this. Cool. Well, I hope you, I, 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 I hope it's well received. I, I hope we're able to, 
to uh, return in 2023 and just and, and love it, you know, because I just I I you know I love good zombie content and um, I love The Last of Us. So I'm really hoping this adaptation. I want video game adaptations to be good. All right, and 2023 seems like it could be the year. I mean, Mario's off to a shaky start. We'll see how that goes. But you know, I mean, Sonic. I mean, when John Leguizamo's already bashing your movie and he was in the first one, I mean, it, it's that's a pretty bad sign. Uh, is it? I don't know. I did see that article, and I, I'm look. I think the you know the animation style for that. Oh, film, it looks it it looks great. I'm not sold on all the voice acting yet. I mean, we're not sold on one of the voice acting. I think it's mainly just Chris Pratt that is holding people back. Um, let's yeah, be honest. he's in too much stuff. He is in a lot of stuff. I, I need a break from him. Yeah, I mean, you could just not watch everything else and still enjoy the Super Mario movie. That. That is also an option. Leave him in Guardians and let's give him something else to do for a couple of years. You know, I mean, not to go on a tangent, but speaking of Guardians, like anytime I see Chris Pratt in Guardians after in in any Guardians role after, gosh, maybe even Infinity War, I just feel like he's bored. (laughs) Like, yeah, no, he's 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 the least interesting character on screen. So you're like. Will he shut up so that I can go back to watching the other interesting characters? Well, it's not that the characters are uninteresting. It's just I don't know if you watched Thor: Love and Thunder. It's on Disney Plus right now, but like all of his stuff in that just seems like he just does not want to be there. Like both him yep. and the character, and I get and I get why. Like I, I understand like his character is going through a lot in that moment. Like he's lost Gamora and and all that. So like I get it, but I just <laughs> I get this vibe. And I am looking forward to the holiday uh, special, which is coming out next week. I didn't realize it was coming out so soon, but um, I am looking forward to that. And hopefully that will uh, that will give us back uh, like a like a happier Star Lord. Maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, you know, tangents aside, let's go back to zombies. Um, this is a more of a I'll, I'll side with Lou on this one. A more of a hypothetical in the sense that uh, Danny Boyle, Cillian Murphy are eager to reunite for a zombie sequel to 28 Days Later. It's important to note that they are coining, it has been coined 28 months later because we had 28 weeks later, which was, yeah. I I don't think it was Danny Boyle, but it was, a, it, was, it was a direct sequel in... It was a direct sequel and Boyle was a producer on it, I believe. Yeah, but it wasn't like a direct sequel in the sense that Cillian Murphy shows up because he survives at the end of... 28 days later, 28 weeks later is like a continuation of the idea of what was going on in 28 days later, basically. Um, yeah. Uh, but, you know, they never did get a 28 months uh, later off the ground. Um, 28 weeks later came out in 2007. Uh, you know, a sequel has been talked about for a very long time. And um, yeah, it seems as though like the they have an idea for a script um, I think the script writer was, is it Alex Garland? Like, that's the guy, maybe? Is it an Alex Garland that wants to write it? I can't remember. I thought it was him. His name popped into my head, and now I'm trying to f- figure that out. Because if it is him, that's a big deal. Well, I think he was the original writer, was he not? How come I can't... Yeah, no, yeah, I the thought... original writer was Alex Garland for 28 Days Later. Yeah. Um, and I, and that's the idea is uh, this, the article that we were looking at from Yahoo. I don't think in, um, the headline didn't include Alex Garland, but I think that was the idea is that Danny Boyle and Alex Garland have this idea for 
uh, a proper direct sequel to their 28 Days Later, including Cillian Murphy. And um, yeah, it was it was kind of interesting because I guess it's a, you know, Cillian Murphy's doing some press tours and he was talking about how, you know, he he showed 28 Days Later to his kids because he made it like 20 years ago, right? And, and he's showing it to his kids and, and his kids are like, man, that's really cool. So like the idea of a sequel 28 months later, like it doesn't necessarily like connect. You could maybe even stretch it a little bit and do 28 years later. Cause it, I mean, it won't have been that long since 28 days later, but you know, um, 28 months is only, you know, two years and two a and bit, that. right? Two and yeah. A half, two though, and a quarter. Though, though Cillian Murphy doesn't seem to age. So, I mean, and you give him a scruffy beard, you know, I don't know. You're right. He, 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 uh, he is, he's not really like aged, uh, that much, but, um, yeah, but no, no I, it, it, this is even on IMDb now as, um, oh, in yeah. production and it has only thing person listed is Alex Garland is writing the script. That's what's listed. I think a 28 months later, uh, would be, would be really cool to see. Honestly, like, there's a lot of big budget zombie films in sort of this development hell. 28 months later is in there uh, a sequel to World War Z because that one did well enough to, you know, warrant a sequel. But it has not, you know, it has not got off the ground. It's, and I remember when we covered World War Z, like immediately they were talking about a sequel. And then it just kind of like never went anywhere. I mean, this isn't this isn't necessarily zombie related, but it is horror movie related. Uh, there's talks right now where uh, James Wan and uh, uh, Bloomhouse might merge and become one entity. And that could mean, and, and the idea is that Jason Blum said he'd like to have 20 projects in development rather than the three or four they do every year. He'd like to put out 20 horror movies a year. And if that's the case, uh, 20 horror movies a year, I can definitely see us getting some, uh, some, some, some zombie content that way. So that would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I did see that news. Um, it, you know, I think, I think we are due up for more zombie films as, you know, as, as the genre, uh, I think the walking dead kind of like oversaturated the genre a little bit. And I think, um, I think as the, the series ends, even though they're doing a bunch of spinoffs, the main series ending, I think will create a bit of a vacuum because I don't think a lot of people are going to immediately move to the spinoffs. Um, no, I mean, I think Fear the Walking Dead will continue to do what it's always done. And a lot of people seem to like Tales, but Tales still didn't get the kind of eyes that regular Walking Dead has. Um, and we know that World Beyond definitely didn't get the kind of eyes that anybody... We're lucky that's got a second season at all. Um, so, I mean, I'd like to see what they're, what the plan is, um, but I don't think anything Walking Dead going forward is going that much of success and i also think that amc sees the writing on the wall as much as they've greenlit all these projects uh their big their big emphasis right now is uh they have um the immortal universe with the vampires and the witches from uh Anne rice and that seems to be bringing eyes in so i wouldn't be surprised if they start to dwindle away from the walking dead and start focusing on vampires and witches again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we will, uh, we will see AMC continues to head hey, down. Yeah. yeah the, the walking dead rabbit hole. Um, we have one more news story here. This one just broke today. 
Dead Island 2 has been delayed again, but don't worry. It is still coming out in 2023. It's just going to be coming out in April. Um, Now, if you had asked me, when was it coming out before that it got delayed? Uh, I think it was supposed to be February-ish. Yeah, I thought it was like late January or early February. Yeah. So, you know, it's a 12-week delay, and it seems like it's going to be allowing them to put some extra polish uh, on the game, which is good because open world games are notorious for bugs and and uh, and stuff like that. So this is a good thing. Um, the game has taken a while to get here. Twelve week delay. I, I think we can wait, and uh, we will. Yeah, I'm, we'll I'm, I'm fine with that. I, I don't. I don't. I don't have any gripes about this. I actually should go back and play the first game again. I, I feel like that would be a fun one to revisit for sure. I th- I think it's deck compatible. It might be. It might be. I mean, if not, it'll certainly run. Like, it just might... <laughs> little wonky. little wonky. Um, well, you know what? That's going to do it for the news, but we have our main topic tonight, which is uh, this. Lou, tonight we're going to talk about Peninsula, a follow-up to Train to Busan, which is a film we talked about on this show. Uh, and we um, this this movie came out in, I believe, in 2020, and uh, we just we never watched it. We didn't watch it for the show, uh, even though we really enjoyed Train to Busan, uh, which came out in 2016. And I, I think it's uh it, you know it's good that we finally got to it because I I think it was it was worth the watch and I wish we had watched it sooner. I think it was um it came down to just uh it was probably too easy to access so we were just like you know what we'll we'll get to this we'll get to this we'll get to this. Well, and then, I you know. know for me when this first came to Shutter, I tried to watch it one afternoon uh while I was like sitting around the house and it did not grab me right away. And I was like, you know what? There's like three other things I could be watching right now. And this is not holding my attention. Um, and it was and it's so different from the first film that I it kind of made me go. Oh, hmm. And uh, and afterwards, I kind of put it aside and was like, eh, if we cover it for the show, I'll watch it. But other than that, I'm going to put it on the on the, on the on the back burner. And then I came back to it and it had been so long that Shudder didn't even remember that I had watched it before. <laughs> So when I hit play and it started from the beginning, I'm like, oh, good. I don't have to go try to rewind this thing and go back to where I was. And uh, I definitely enjoyed it more this time. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I mean, as you said, it's a very different film. And, and the basic premise is that uh, a zombie virus has in the last four years spread to all of South Korea. So the virus we saw that started spreading in Train to Busan has now spread to all of South Korea. Um, South Korea has been put into complete lockdown uh, no one can get in or out, but in this film, uh, four Koreans in Hong Kong sail through the blockade for two or no, sorry, twenty million dollars on a truck. So the idea is they're working for um, they're working for like a gang that knows there's money in the quarantine zone, uh, so they they are going in to get it essentially, and and uh, because money still money still has value outside of. The idea, I think, here is that the virus has been contained to South Korea and the rest of the world is fine, right? Yeah. yeah. 
So the idea being like getting that twenty million dollars US would be a big um, a big win. And there's and and this is the thing. I think this is the premise of the film that might makes it a little bit of a slower start because it turns out it's like the zombies have been self-contained. The reason the danger is going to be present is because like they're going into the quarantine zone to to get this money. And it kind of feels like, um, you know, similar to army of the dead, like you're putting yourself in danger. I had to, I had to try and think and remember if this came out before or after army of the dead. Hmm. Well, because I was like, but I was like, did one of these steal their idea from the other one? Because I can't tell. Well, um, Train to Bu- or sorry, Train well, Train to Busan presents Peninsula came out before Army of the Dead, but not um, by much. Uh, a whole year. Uh, Army was of the Dead was out twenty twenty one. Yeah, May twenty twenty one. So I mean, I I think they're different enough ideas. Like the idea behind uh, Peninsula is like you you do have this money sitting in the quarantine zone. Um, but unlike army of the dead, like in peninsula, there are people that are still surviving in the quarantine zone because basically what's happened is they've locked South Korea down and no one else is taking, you know, uh, is, is taking folks that are in the quarantine zone. Like you, you, you basically, if you're getting out, like it's, it's very unlikely that you're getting out. Although, you know, the film ends with, you know, the UN coming in and, and saving people. But, but at the end of the day, like the idea, I think the premise is that like, if, if you're caught in the quarantine zone and you didn't get evacuated, you're stuck there, you know, and you just have to survive. Um, I think, I, I think my biggest gripe with this movie is, um, even though the first movie was a little more, was just as slow to start, it encapsulated you and, and got you caught up right away. And it was, it, 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 you knew what was going on. This movie, the beginning of this, kind of jumps around a few times, and you're really not sure who the main character is at first because it's telling you like three or four different characters at the same time, and it it it, it does like a flashback to before the lockdown, and somebody gets left behind or leaves somebody's family behind because it's just too dangerous, and like. And I was like, am I supposed to be rooting for these people? Is this going to be our hero? Like, I like it jumped around so much that it was kind of hard for me to be like, oh, and this is okay. And they also do this thing, which it's both good and bad in my perspective. Um, Some of the news articles and uh, like they do like news clips to kind of get you as a viewer caught up to what's going on in Korea. And they have like American newscasters come in and tell you their thing in English. And I was like, oh, cool. Is this movie in, in, in oh, th- just that section is in English for like three seconds. And then it's cutting me back to subtitles. And so sometimes I'd feel like I could look away from the screen for a minute and then I'd have to look back. And it, it, it was a little jarring for me at first. Because um, like I said earlier, I think I said earlier, uh, I started watching this while Erica was putting Violet to bed. And when I started hearing English voices, I was like, oh, cool. I might get some of this in English and I don't have to keep focusing on this. I, if, if I have to go run back and forth from the bedroom, I can, I, I won't like, I, I won't miss anything. No, I had to put, keep pausing. <laughs> yeah. There, there is some, um, there is, there's a, some English, uh, spoken word, um, near the beginning of the film. There's a, uh, and towards said, the end of the movie too. The, yeah. Again, again, I was like, okay. Yeah. Whereas the first one is, is primarily, yeah, I don't uh, think there's any English in it, or if there is, it's very little. I don't, 
I don't, I don't remember any, but but this, yeah, you're right. Like, there's a bit at the beginning of the film where they have like a BBC person describing the situation, um, and uh, yeah, like here's the thing. Like, I'll say this about the film in terms of its action and its zombies and and the way the zombies move and the makeup is superb. Like, it's great. It's great stuff. Um, I think where stuff falls apart a bit in the action is uh, the the sort of the final act where there's a lot of driving and for the most part it looks great but it does break apart a bit there's a some driving in the middle or like like a quarter of the way into the movie and some of the scenes are really cool Mm -hmm. and then some of them feel a little overly ambitious um whereas you could i you could clearly tell that the street is zooming down is just cg and so is the car and then there's moments where the car looks real, and then there's moments where, like, a frame in, frame later, the car turns to CG. And this feels like an... The special effects sometimes felt like a mid-2000s movie, like something that came out in, like, 2005, 2006. And when it would happen, it was jarring for me, and it felt to me like if they had just toned down the the budget of the movie just a little bit, like toned down the expectations and made the driving a little less actiony. It felt like they were trying to make a Mad Max movie with half the budget. Yeah. Well, see the end, like the driving bits in the middle of the movie, like I thought that was such a, it was such a fun twist on the action because when you have fast zombies, which this film has a lot of fast zombies and swarm zombies, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, hordes and stuff like it's very difficult to kind of make those interesting. Whereas like, if you just get, if you just get left behind, you get swarmed by the the swarm. But in this case, like they kind of like up the action by giving every character, uh, the ability to drive, uh, superbly. Like there's the kids that pop up and I'll say this about the kids that, that, that show up near the beginning of the film and and are, are here throughout it. They were awesome. Like it's very rare that you get kid actors that are amazing in zombie films, but they were awesome. No, no complaints for me uh, about that. Yeah, no, I, all uh, the, no, I had no complaints about any of the kids in the movie. All the kids did a pretty good job. Um, I liked the older girl when she was driving. She was, she was awesome as mm-hmm. uh, driving that car. I actually felt like she was really driving that car. It didn't feel like a kid acting. It felt like even when the car did things, they clearly were like, okay, all right. The cars can't do that, but okay, I'll give it to you. I'll let you have it. Um, it felt like they, they did it with a wink and a nod kind of thing, and it, it, that felt fine. Um, uh, I I didn't feel invested in our villains. Um, the, the the all of the bad guys in this movie are like they're they're not even I wouldn't even call them comic book villains. They're cookie cutter villain number one, cookie cutter villain number two. Um. At no point was there did, did any of them have enough charisma that I was like, oh, even in, there's a point in the movie where the two bad guys are like double crossing each other, kind of, sort of. And the rich guy that's sort of using people to like arena fight for entertainment for those trapped inside the trapped inside the zombie infested town. Hmm. It's he's like dub- being double crossed by the two and i i feel like i was supposed to like be rooting for one of them or like feel attachment to one of the characters and both of them i'm like can we just shoot each other and get it over with because i know where this is going um 
Yeah. Uh, it, it, the, the, uh, the, and the other gripe that I, I, I have is at one point, the rich guy in the suit, who is like clearly the bad guy and was just shooting at the characters for a minute. The woman clearly has an opportunity to shoot him and leave him for dead. And she butts hits him in the head with the butt, the butt of the gun for no other reason than that's just what the script says. Hmm. Like she have already fired a bunch of bullets. It's not like the zombies wouldn't be coming from the gunfire. And it's like, she just doesn't shoot him. And I'm like, that's because they need a big bad to show up at the end of the movie. And lo and behold, that's exactly what. Yeah, no, you're right. I think. And that's where the film kind of falls apart is because the first film didn't like it, it picked up the right zombie tropes um, and, and did some. And there really isn't a villain in the first movie. The villain is the zombies. They are constantly on the run from the zombies. And while there is characters that you do not like. You never feel like anybody is the villain. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where this second one is. It it really does pick up on a lot of those, like some of the worst zombie tropes is like, is basically, you know, in the zombie apocalypse, there are always people who have lost their minds and are, are just villains for, and do bad things for bad things sake. And you've got varying degrees of bad people running these gangs inside the the lockdown area and then you have the gang uh running outside of the lockdown area that's going into the lockdown area so you kind of have like two of the most like zombie tropey bad guys where you have the bad guys that are living in the apocalypse and then the bad guys that are trying to take advantage of the apocalypse and they collide at the end of the film um and and this one has a much happier ending than the first film i think the first film implies that like Basically, our our hero dies at the end. It's it's not like it's yeah, not. He's it's implied. He's dead. He's dead. But the daughter and the uh and I think it's the pregnant woman survive at the end. Oh, okay. Um. Well, then that's not. I I thought they all they all died. But um. No. No. Oh well, that's no. that is good. At the end of the movie, they get off the train and they're they're hike the, the 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 I think it's the pregnant woman and the girl are hiking towards the um. The, like basically the station where people are coming to and there's armed guards and the guy has a sniper rifle aimed at both of them because he thinks they're zombies and they've he's been, that's what they've been doing is picking off the zombies from a distance. And then as he's about to shoot, his spotter goes, no, 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 they're alive. And, okay. and that's the end of the movie. Yeah, you're right. I'm just looking at it. I guess it does. I I thought they shot at them, but no, you're right. They do end with uh with lowering their weapons. So that's good. That is good. Um, they lower their weapons and you see, I think two guys running out to get yes. them. Yeah. So then, you know, that one had a happy ending. This one has also a happy ending and, and a much, and a much cleaner ending in terms of like the good, all the good guys, except for the grandpa, um, who, who, you know, saves the, the youngest one, uh, yeah. getting shot. Uh, they all survive. And there's a nice callback to, uh, you know, our main character remembering, a conversation he had with his brother-in-law about how like you've, you've kind of given up, like could you, you could have done more and you get some of the best action scenes in, in the very end when, when he's like saving the girl and stuff. I will say when the brother-in-law character dies, I was surprised because we went through a lot with him yeah. to, to, to like, like we're going to rescue him and it's like mid rescue. He just dies and you're like, Oh wow. They went there. Like I was, I wasn't sure if he was gonna make it, but 
but I didn't expect it to be like he dies mid rescue. Yeah. Yeah. That took, I, me, yeah. That took me by surprise. I was like, Oh wow. So the movie, it, it's full of tropes, but some of the stuff they do that's a little non tropey took me by surprise. Yeah. I, like I said, I, it's not a bad film. It's just, it's got, it's got a few issues here and there. I think the action, like I said, the action is superb. And I and I liked I liked all the driving sequences. The end has like a maybe a ten to twenty minute um, action driving scene, and there's some moments where the CG doesn't quite hold up. It kind of feels like you know um, I don't want to be too reductive, but it kind of it kind of does feel like you know um, like Hot Wheels cars like flying off the track a little bit. There's a bit of like nonsense with that. Yeah, no, that and I, I, I'm Erica really likes Korean dramas and Korean. TV shows mm. that's been her latest kick lately on Netflix. So I've watched a lot of Korean TV and a lot of the special effects in this with this very similar to some of the, some of the special effects I've seen in Korean TV. And I'm like, yeah, this might've had a, had a, had a couple million dollar budget, but they used the team that they used for somebody else's TV show. Cause some of this stuff is like, looks like reused assets. Yeah. It, like, it's just there's, but they do some fun stuff with with the driving and the action scenes, and again they. Yeah, as long as you go into this, I think with low expectations and not expecting Train to Busan, you'll walk out pretty happy. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and and like I said, I think they they utilize. There's a lot of great action in this, like just in the way that the zombies are going after uh, folks in the way that people are avoiding the zombies, fighting the zombies. Um, all the driving stuff is really cool and creative, like the use of distraction and lights and how like there are legit scenes of action where like the car, they do like the slow-mo fast and the furious drift, turn the lights on to like shine high beams at like the zombies in, in like the, uh, the alleyway. And then as they're drifting away, they, they shine the lights at the, like they kind of point the zombies towards like the bad guys and then turn the lights off so that they can get away. Like there's some fun, just fun. Like it's totally unrealistic, but it's just fun. Um, And I think that's where I think folks look at this film and then look at the first one. There's not much fun to train to Busan, but in this one, they have some fun with it. Um, And there, there are some connections and, but I feel like they just, they really wanted to up the action. They wanted to up the fun and, and still kind of have those connections to the first film and deal with some, like there are some sad moments and there's um, like, there's drama and there's, you know, character, you know, um, developments and, and stuff like that. But like it, they take that stuff kind of takes a backseat a little bit while they do like a, like a driving action sequence or uh, there's um there's there's a whole segment where uh, the brother-in-law is like placed into this like I mean what would you even call it it's like a zombie arena like they Yeah, it yeah. was it was like a zombie arena and I I, I thought I was expecting to hate that segment cuz I'd seen it in the trailer for this. Mm. And I I it was one of my well, I think it was one of the better segments. Uh the moment for me that was weird with it though is that they're running around and the timer goes up and then the guy with the lit lit up suit walks in. And I was like, "What are you doing, dude? You're gonna die!" Oh, he's bringing the zombies back out. He's distracting them. And then them. he he's distracting them so that the, everybody can get away. And then he gets the zombies to chase him and they drop the gate. And I was like, "Oh, okay." But when he first walked out with the lights, I was like, "Oh, that guy's dead." I was like, "Oh, wait, no, no, he's not." Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, like they try to do so much with the film and and they're exploring 
the zombie genre so far away from what was presented in Train to Busan because you've got like, you know, the kind of the zombie arena, you've got the driving sequences, the action sequences, and and specifically with the zombie arena, and they don't do much with it, but they kind of like show, and this was in the trailer, there was like like a pile of zombies, and they kind of show like how the zombies are kind of tangled up in this pile and how like part like parts of the pile of the zombies are like trying to get away. They're all tangled up. Like I thought that was a neat concept. They don't really do much with it. It's just, it was like a pile of zombies and the weight of all of them in a pile kind of caused, made them take their time to kind of get out of that pile and start chasing people. Like they didn't do much. The trailer made it seem like, Oh, it was like, it's a pile of zombies, but like they don't really do much with it. But it's more of like a set piece presentation for this like arena bit. Not, I enjoy. I definitely enjoyed my time with this more than I was expecting to. Because, like I said, I watched a little bit of it when it first came out on Shutter, and I was like, "Oh, I don't know if I want to sit through this." And I also think at the time, I think we had just recently watched Train to Busan, so I had like its positivity, like. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, this is not Train to Busan. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it's good. And I know that there's talk of them doing a third movie. In all honesty, I'd be excited to see what they do with a third movie. Yeah. I think that they could take lessons learned from from this second one and and see what they could do with a with a with a third movie. And and it's only been a couple years since this come out and it took them four years to make this one. So we're probably a couple years away from, from a, from an, from a third sequel, but you know, I, I, I would watch a third one and, and I will say this, like we'll watch it closer when it comes out. I, I think that Peninsula was, we kind of stayed away from it. Like Lou said, like, cause it, it didn't receive the same praise that the first one did. And we, we were so close to the first one and you know, it's, um, it's tough, but like, you know, we got around to it. We watched it. I'm really glad we did. And I'm glad we were able to talk about it here because uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to watch. So I'm glad we we gave it a shot. Um, that being said, though, uh, coming up on Zamp as we head towards the end of 2022 and the end of The Walking Dead Prime. That's right. Uh, we will be back next episode where we'll be talking about part three of the final season of The Walking Dead, season 11. Um, I am all caught up uh, right up until the last episode. So the way the way The Walking Dead has been working lately is they premiere an episode um, on AMC Plus a week early. But um, So all of that's been done early, except for the final episode. The final episode, they're actually not going to be letting it stream early. It's, it's airing this Sunday, uh, November 20th, I believe. And it's going to be airing uh, simultaneously on AMC cable channels and AMC Plus. So, I mean, it is the end of the series. I'm assuming there's going to be some big, if Twitter is still around, Twitter moments where people are are tweeting spoilers. So uh, they probably want that to be uh, simulcast so people don't um, can't spoil themselves. So, uh, yeah, if you're wondering why you paid for AMC Plus and your episode of The Walking Dead's not there, it's because it's airing simultaneously. So as of this recording, it has not aired yet. But when we return in just a couple weeks, we will be talking about The Walking Dead season 11 finale. Can't wait. Um, we'll also have some Extra Life suggested zombie movie discussions. Uh, we have one more. I think we have. Well, we have we have a bunch of suggestions that Lou went over that I went over. 
and if you want to donate, go to bit.ly slash extra life Ryan and you can get your favorite zombie film shot right up to the top of the list. And uh, yeah, yeah, looking forward to what we have coming up. I'm looking forward to talking about uh, the end of The Walking Dead. I, I, I'm genuinely interested to see how they wrap that one up because uh, there's one episode left and they've got a lot of things to tie up and a lot of things to set up. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but Lou, before we go, we actually have an email. Just a quick one here. This one comes from Tanya. I barely got into listening to podcasts and I completely love this one. I am definitely a zombie fan and love things zombies. Please keep up this awesomeness and I hope to hear more episodes on here and on Spotify. Uh, yes, we are on Spotify and uh, we will continue to post episodes there. So don't fret. You will be able to receive your dose of Zamp wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, thank you so much, Tanya, for listening and welcome to the world of podcasts. It's a great, uh, I like podcasts. They're pretty great. Lou, what do you think? I listen to a lot of podcasts. <laughs> Not as much as I used to, though. No, yeah. I wish I had more time, but I I, I definitely have a backlog of podcasts that I got to go through and be like, all right, how many of these uh, episodes do I need to keep? You know, am I really going to listen to this from April 2021? I have a running log of about 20 shows. And then when I get to a show that it real- I realize that for some reason I haven't listened to it in like over two months, I delete all the episodes and I keep and I and I tell my podcast app to stop updating and but to leave the leave the the show there and then all of a sudden I'll be like oh I haven't listened to that in a while it's time to update and try try that again and I listen to two or three episodes be like oh yeah there's a reason I stopped listening to this show delete yeah oh well I what I've gotten uh, into is so I use Overcast which is um which is an iOS app and um what I've done is with with I like all the podcasts that I listen to I don't. There's not many, po- like, I'm not good at hating things, <laughs> you know, it takes a lot to like unsubscribe from, from a podcast. So what I do is like, if I enjoy listening to it, but I know I'm not going to be able to listen to every episode that comes out is I will set like a, a limit to how many episodes are, uh, can be kept in the, in the, in the podcatcher for me. Um, so I'll either set that to two or three, depending on the cadence of the show. But I um, used to do that. I used to do that. Uh, when I was working in an office because I, I didn't want to have to try and download a ton of episodes or my phone didn't have storage. But my current phone has like 180 gigabytes of storage or some crap. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm not really worried about storage at this point. Yeah, no, I, I set them to stream so that they don't take up storage. I, and uh, because I work from home, I just, when I hit play, they download and I'm listening to them right away. But, yeah, I mean... um podcasts uh thank you so much tanya for for listening uh we hope you continue to enjoy zombies ate my podcast and hopefully enjoyed our discussion on uh peninsula we'll have more zombie movies to discuss before the end of the year and as i said we'll be covering the walking dead um uh, the walking dead prime for the last time next episode so there you go uh if you want to join in on the conversation Join our Discord, bit.ly slash Zamp Discord. I also want to thank our patrons at patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast. Thank you so much for supporting the show directly. You help us with server costs and all kinds of fun stuff that keeps the show going. Um, if you want to visit our website, zombies ate my podcast.com, you can also email us like Tanya did, info at zombies ate my podcast.com. 
Uh, if Twitter's still around by the time you hear this, you can follow us at Zombies Podcast, and you can find me at R. Murphy and Lou at Busy Zombie Lord. We're also on Facebook, um, and uh, and yeah, you can uh, definitely check us out on all of our social channels listed on our website. And finally, a quick shout out to Joel Duggan for the artwork. You can find more of his stuff at joelduggan.com. Lou, before we exit, do you have any fine, busy Zombie Lord knowledge for our listeners? I am on vacation next week, huh. and I am expecting that my child is going to make me watch all of Scooby-Doo yet again. Oh. <laughs> Did I tell you what she was for Halloween? Well, no, what was she for Halloween? She was Scooby-Doo. Oh, okay. well, yeah, I should have guessed. <laughs> uh, no, she went to daycare. She went to daycare, and every kid in her class was like a princess or whatever. And she's like, no, I'm Scooby-Doo. And she, there's literally photos of her in the class, and it's like princess, 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 dog, princess, princess, princess. And and when I asked her, I said, "Does it bother you that they were all princesses?" And she's like, "No, Scooby Doo is cooler. Scooby Doo is pretty cool. You know what? You could just watch all the zombie episodes, and then you could count it as podcast work." Oh, we've 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 already done that, dude. I'm not exaggerating. This kid is so obsessed with Scooby Doo. I think I've watched everything Scooby Doo related on HBO at this point. Well, there you go. We'll be back in a couple weeks. Uh, Lou will be wearing his uh, Scooby-Doo costume because um, you had a matching one, right? No, 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 no. But I could have worn my Mega Man PJs. Ooh, there you go. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Have a great couple weeks, and we'll see you on the other side of The Walking Dead Prime. really do have Mega Man PJs. <laughs>